Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of the Doctrines of Rad podcast. I am Drew and this is Dale. Dale. I mean Logan. <laughs> welcome Sorry. Dale. Dude, I see. Yeah. So 23 episodes. Have we yeah. made have we made a difference at all? I mean, I'm getting tired of us. <laughs> I'm getting tired of the constant date nights. With Logan. Boom. One second. Are you distracted? Difficulties. Hello, Christian gamer mom. Bad echo. There's a pretty bad echo. Is it coming from my end or Logan's? It's coming from me. Okay. Hang on, folks. Give there us a go. minute. We'll figure this out. Problem. Got it. Done. Check, check. One, two. Sorry about that. I can hear myself. All right. In your, hang on, it's your microphone through the computer. Done. So, Better. Check, check. Yeah, perfect. It's great. Yeah. Good. There looks like Poke in Texas is good. Old Poke in Texas. All right. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't want to get Poke in Texas. Ain't nothing Thank in you. Texas but steers and queers. <laughs> That's where God made angels. He gave them a place. No, so that's they California. California. And he brought down angels from the promised land. <laughs> and put them in Texas. Poke Texas. All right. Um, so 23 episodes. Have we made a difference? Have we seen fruit from our ventures? Um, I don't know. I mean... Do you think we should? Is this like a quite? Is this our breakup letter? Like, is this no. like? <laughs> no. So listen, listen. I, you know, it's not you. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. It's you or no, whatever. It's the other one. It's our breakup yeah, letter. Like me. Yeah. All my past girlfriends said it was me. So yeah, I, I get it. If you want to leave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. This this current girlfriend is tired of it. Absolutely. Why doesn't my wife like my girlfriend? Please tell me that. that yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It's weird, man. It's you know, there's this whole thing about like being like faithful to one person, right? Forever. My girlfriend loves her. Yeah, right. <laughs> my girlfriend loves my kids. <laughs> that was an actual life I saw. Her. He's just oh, like so beat up about it. Like, dude, this is really there's a reason for this. Wow. Jealousy's a real thing, man. It's not gonna work. It is indeed. I think uh, we I, I think we've made a big difference. Yeah? In, yeah. in what way? I've I've had people reach out and just like um maybe maybe not so much doctrines of Brad as a mostly just you. You've made a, a different slogan. Um channel right now. But the the simple fact that we go live, we invite people on, we have deep questions mm. it gives people an opportunity to just hear things they've never heard before um in the future i'd like to get more controversial guests and yeah on here and stuff like that and just hear hear what they have to say and i just i want to be ready for that though do you feel like you're totally ready for that like controversial guests my heart now yeah like if I, were I don't know. I get nervous thinking about it. I think I, I would not have that Sean McDowell like responsiveness or 
approach. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I don't know that I would either. I, uh, yeah, man. Do you ever just get tired? Like, do you ever just get tired of hearing the same old, same old conversations about Jesus? And like, I don't mean to sound disrespectful about that. I, I guess um, sometimes when I'm like scrolling TikTok and I'm I'm listening to uh, it's other lives, it's it, other lives and other videos, but it's like the same arguments. You know, it's it's not the hearing about Jesus that's the repetitive. Obviously, I love hearing about Jesus, but when it's when everything that you flip to every next video or next live, it's it's just a it's a disagreement. It's a it's a uh, you know Calvinist this or Arminians this or pre millennials are this or an unreformed people are this. It's like yeah. like. Who's who's making content that is bringing people together and finding out like what's what do we have in common? You know, what are some of the I don't know, dude, like, does that make sense? Am I being like, no, am I waxing poetically and being a dork right now? I lost audio. Did you just unplug something? Yeah, I had you. And then I lost you. I might if. Because if I can't hear you, then the YouTube won't be able to hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. What happened? What was that? Uh, this wire seems to be oh iffy. Okay. Every time well, I bump it, I'll, I will refrain from moving it. Okay. Now, I, like, so I'll walk into like a live, and it's like people bringing up guests or like the uh, who was it? Big John. He had yeah, Big John Steele. He does. He does a lot of lives, right? He does He's constantly yeah. on TikTok, but yep. he, uh, I mean, it was pretty simple questions that he was going to ask, but it was like, why are we, why are we still circling the drain with these conversations? Yes. yes. You know, well, that, that is, that it, and, and the argumentation too, obviously, but yeah, it's the, it's the circling the drain. It's, I feel like it's answering a fool according to their folly and we have mm -hmm. to stop doing that. Like, I'm guilty of doing it too, but like, I think somebody who does it really well, who is not, uh, I think IP, I think Mike Jones does it very well where he, um, you know, he, he answers the question. He, the video, the, the videos that he typically comments on and, and makes, uh, responses to are like, over so over the top, then he goes over the top with some of his comments, you know, it's like, cause they make ridiculous accusations. And I think that there's, I think that's an art form. I think that's a, yeah. a part like a artistic way to criticize, uh, yeah. especially to criticize bad ideas, because we need to talk about what are good and bad ideas. So, um, yeah, I think I think there's a place for that. But some of the stuff like is just old. It's tiring and old and exhausting. Yeah. Hi, Zilla. Yeah. Hey, Zilla. Um, it, he, I think it's entertaining the way he goes about it. And I'm, I'm really impressed the way he combats um a lot of the the videos that people send to him to to respond yeah. to yeah um but it, like like zilla says that it's exhausting yeah there's a there's a couple days where i was just done with tiktok it wasn't entertaining anymore it wasn't worth my time it was the same stuff um stopped posting and then i just decided i was gonna post things that i liked like that i'm 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 posting for me you yeah. know that kind of thing Sure. Uh, 
because I'm not trying to get into conversations or arguments with people. Now, if somebody's genuinely seeking, like, hey, I, I really want to know why the Bible has controversies. And then they oh, and then you go like, like, well, it doesn't. What do you mean? And then they present me with these passages that they perceive to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, arguing with one another, or saying two different things. Then we can go deeper. But yeah. most people on this app don't have that spirit of actually wanting to learn. They're just they're still dead, man. They're dead. Can I can I man, I man, this is tough. Okay. Uh let me ask you something. I, I want I really want to share something that I feel is encouraging, but it's an ongoing thing that I've been asking for prayer about regarding someone else. So I don't want to do this from a sense of arrogance or like, look what I've done or look what I'm doing to help this person. When I tell this, when I give this testimony, I really need people to understand that, that like, I, I'm actually at in, I'm uh, in conflict inside by, because I, I feel like I, it's such an encouraging story. I believe in it. I believe that God is doing something right now, like in the midst of something happening with discipleship online, it was through TikTok as well. So, but part of me is like, I don't want to take any credit for this and I don't want it to in any way, shape or form. Uh, make it sound like I'm doing this. It's this is the Lord doing this. I'm I, I'm getting to be a part of this, but uh, I feel very strongly when I share this uh, this testimony. So there is a person on this app that came uh, into one of my lives last week or so, and genuinely asked questions in the sense of, "Hey, this Jesus stuff, this." this God stuff is confusing to me. Mm. Um, will you, can you answer some questions basically? And I said, mm. sure. I said, send me a direct message. I followed the person sent a direct message and um, we have been conversing. So um, there are some surrounding circumstances that I, I'm not comfortable giving their private information or even like even to attempt to sound like I'm giving private information. So there is something going on in the background while we are talking about Jesus. There's a, there's an actual thing happening to this person's life right now. And uh, so I'm, I am attempting to not only proclaim the gospel to this person, but to walk them through this difficult time uh, it, that is very hard, and it's something that I have a little experience with, but not not in, at this level. And um, in the midst of this, there is demonic opposition that I am watching happen against this person from people in their life, in this other life that they were living. Right. So this person has come to a place of of a knowledge of faith of Jesus. And now is beginning to see things clearer than they had seen before, but are also going through a traumatic experience right now. So 
Um, they just really need some prayer. And let me just say that God is doing something. God, I, it, before my eyes, I have seen the impartation of faith, the activation of that seed that had maybe been planted years ago, but seeing it grow, um, seeing yeah. someone come to a knowledge of of Jesus with with almost like clarity, some doubt and, you know, skepticism, yeah. but just a clarity. And it's like, wow, like, I feel like this is a real thing that I'm watching happen. Yeah. Like this regeneration process happen uh, in real time. <clears throat> and it is because of TikTok. I mean, it's because of the Lord, obviously, but it is, um, it is because I just talking about Jesus and proclaiming, talking about him, answering questions for people, being willing to actually like see someone asking a question and being like, okay, maybe letting the spirit kind of guide me. And like, there was something about this person asking the question that was just like, I need to answer that person's question. It was asked in such a way that it's like the Holy Spirit caught my attention with them asking. Yeah. Right. Like as it's scrolling. the Right. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm like, I need to stop and answer that question. And so then I address the person and then I sent them a DM on the other side. But Logan, when I tell you and listen, folks, when I'm telling you, when you, when God is bringing someone from darkness and depravity into light, into this mm. knowledge of who he is, there is a there is a um, a mourn mourning process oh, that is taking place where you are becoming aware of your old life. You're becoming aware of your sin, and you are mourning the things that you used to cling to for hope mm. and peace and strength and everything else. In addition to that, I believe that there is a a spiritual darkness that is angry and furious and attempting to do all it can to blaspheme God in their face and shame because the, the the spiritual forces of darkness are also seeing that process happen. God is making himself big in that process, but those dark forces are angry and they're blaspheming God. And so, and I'm seeing through screenshots and conversations, I'm seeing spiritual darkness attack this person uh, as I've been, as they've been sharing with me and we've been walking through this discipleship moment, I have been, I've seen manifestations of spiritual darkness mm. against this person, uh, saying things that no person in their right logical mind would ever say. Like they, you wouldn't say that to a friend. You probably wouldn't say that to an enemy. It's dark and demonic and, and very real and very tangible. Um, and so, but I guess what I just want to say through all of that is, um, it is all God. It is hundred percent God. God will use any of the people that he puts in their lives. Like that is, this is not Drew. Drew has done nothing. Drew was available because I consider myself to be a servant of the most high God. I yeah, consider myself absolutely. to, to be his vessel for whatever he will do. And in, even in my imperfection, he will use me in my brokenness. He will use me in my pain. He will use me. I will go Amen. through things like Paul went through. I will, you know, we will go through these hard processes of ripping away of the flesh, ripping away of these, of these strongholds in your life. And it's like, and sometimes it happens in a violent way. Sometimes God removes strongholds from your life in a violent, tangible, physical, human way where someone dies or someone is afflicted with an illness or a disease. Like he mm. removes those things in those ways. 
that we don't understand and we sometimes want to get angry with and be like be mad at God about but that's God removing and that that's it's painful guys it's a painful refining process in which God is using to to sanctify us by his spirit and he's ripping things away that's why Jesus says that you will hate your father or your mother and your brothers and sisters like unless your love for me is so strong that it looks like hatred. Like this is, it, it's extreme. And then it, it, idolatry is so hurtful. And the things that we idolize, whether tangible things that we we put into our body or things that we um, consume with our eyes, we put into our body the same, we, it's all the same, whether it's drugs or, you know, movie drugs and TV show drugs and uh, all those idols that are just in front of our face, TikTok drugs. Anyway, yeah. man, I, I don't want to preach, but I'm just I'm I, no, I just, please keep going. I just need to encourage you guys. So that, that answers I, my original question. It's, so it's not a waste of time. No, like so. So my wife doesn't like that I I get on this app. Um, it's it is consuming sometimes. Like I yeah. and I got to be better at like being on it at the right time. Self control. You know? It's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Um, and I get that she has she has valid points, but I I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I like Paul got on here and just said the only reason he hasn't left TikTok was because of me. That is that's, that's pretty cool. Such a yeah, thank you. Such a compliment. Um, well, I appreciate that, Zilla. That's nice. No, she's over here hyping you up. She's over here talking about the spirit world and how she's she's been she's Constantine and she's been to the spirit world and back. And, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Zilla. <laughs> Um, no, see, like, so it, whether it's eating or drinking, do all things to the glory of the Lord. Uh, Zilla brought it up that somebody got saved through two dudes playing video games, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Holy Spirit really is limitless. Hey, Krista. Good to see you. Um, I'm talking to her right now. We're beefing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, she, beat, she beat me at Bible trivia. Oh, <laughs> dude, you guys would probably all beat me. I'm, I feel like I would be bad at Bible trivia, but I, do I went over 12. So, and yeah, I went to seminary. I, uh, um, Zillow's Hogwarts is probably doing more than <laughs> Liberty University did for me. Oh, bro, I went to Liberty too. Yeah. I, I never graduated from Liberty, but I definitely <laughs> took some classes. We're um, alums together. I know. I would go to. I know, right? Yeah, that's true. Look at that. See, I knew there was something. I never knew that about you. That's new yeah, information. I took. I I did my uh, Old Testament and New Testament survey with Liberty. I did. Um, I did. I think it was like Paul through the Gospels or, or Paul after the Gospel. I don't know. There was another course, and then there's like a historical biblical studies. I think I did. I don't remember, man. I I I've never learned much from university. I've really learned more through studying and sitting underneath people and listening to preaching and YouTube videos and uh, theology. Absolutely. Um, I, dude, I'm really like, so there is an unseen realm documentary on YouTube. We talked about it when Mike was on, I think. Yeah. You remember you, you need to watch that, bro. Like I'm, I, Rachel and I sat down, it's about an hour and a half long, but, um, it is, I, I want, I don't want to sound too much like Zilla <laughs> when I say this. Um, I was about to say Zilla, I, is she, like, is she running the documentary? <laughs> I leave, I, I mean this in absolute love though. 
Um, I think that this understanding of God's story is what will is what is going to bring the next awakening and revival in the church. That Say I, that I know again. Okay, let me hear that again. This this movement of understanding some of the supernatural aspects and the the supernatural history of the Bible. I'm not talking about like speaking in tongues or any of that stuff. I'm talking about like understanding God's relationship with his creation, not just humans, but angels, demons, so on and so forth. Uh, seeing the historical mosaic painting play out uh, is going to awaken people to see God larger and more real than they have ever seen. And, um, yeah, it's the Bible though, right? It is all the Bible, but it's a way, yeah. look, I have never, I've been, dude, I've been saved for 21 years. I have never read the Bible this way. I have never, um, I have never considered the historical spiritual implications to what God has done throughout history and in Christ and is going to do in the future. Yeah. I have, I have never had a clearer picture, even though it's not clear by any sense of the word, but it's clearer in a way right now of understanding God's supernatural historical history and his defeat over evil has made me just so awake to seeing what God is doing in even in the world right now when it so, comes so, to spiritual authorities, principalities, and powers. So touch on that a little bit. What exactly has did unleashed uh, unleash for you um i still think that a lot of my view of christianity was still very man focused mm. in in like man being the central part of god's story and that's a hard See, thing to break. Yeah, because we, we naturally are narcissistic and put ourselves like God's right. doing this for us. Right. It's very hard so, to see it the other way around. And to consider, I don't know, there's something about this realization of these of these other heavenly hosts, these other divine beings, and that God has created them with a specific purpose and in a specific order too, and that he is even through what he's doing through us here on earth. He's showing his glory to them. He's outdoing them. He's putting them to shame because they rebelled against him. Yeah. And so it's, it is painting God's story in such a large way. Um, it is just, I don't know. I'm just seeing like, you know how when you get, you know how like when you became reformed and you kind of realize like your salvation is secure. So you're like, man, I just, I just know I'm good. I know I'm yeah. good based on the evidence. Yeah, I got. I was able to rest knowing that God yeah. has it all in His hand. Yeah, I'm feeling an, an elevation of that with this realization. There is, there is even. I'm having even more peace and clarity to see God and to see eternity, so that it's removing any fear of things right now. That makes sense. Okay, so you're saying before it was God and man. God doing things for man. Yeah. 
And now with your realization that even through spiritual beings and heaven, the heavenly host and the, and, you know, God's divine, God, God's little G, the, the yeah. divine council yeah. and God manifesting his glory, even amongst them and through them and for himself by them has shown, put you in your rightful places, just a creature. It's it's humbled me to realize that the plan is so much bigger than even humans. Yeah, and that's the, Hebrews, man. Yeah, like, even Christ is seated above and given more authority and glory yes. than angels. Yes, as, as, and as it man. means it when 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 adoption when we're brought into the spirit of adoption and we are co heirs with Christ. Like when you realize like what what his reign is and what he, what God has done to the spiritual darkness in Christ to put it to shame and to know that we share in that, bro, it's, it, it's a, it's an, it's a boost of confidence in my, in my faith. It is carrying me to that next, that next maturity level in faith where I am just like, I am so in awe of God right now. I don't even know how to like, there it's it's just glory man it's it's glory and it's amazing and it's touching and it's convicting and it it leads me to to walk into situations with no fear because i know who goes before me amen Andrew. and why would we walk why would we walk in fear yeah when our God has conquered sin and death, what is there to fear? It's and hard to live in that, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're constantly distracted. Absolutely. Amen, man. Like, like it's such a we 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 read verses in scripture. For example, like if God is for you, then who can stand against you? Right. Right. And we just kind of pass over it like, oh, that's good. But we're talking about the creator of the universe who who put every molecule together. And he's for you. He knows you by name. He knit you together. He's working all things for your good. He, If he is for you, then who can stand against you? Then why? No weapon why formed we against threat? us shall prosper exactly yet we live as if he even this is why nietzsche's statement was so like profound i guess in his day because he said that no one actually lives as if god does exist right right like we say we believe we do believe we believe in our hearts we believe but our lives don't show that in its totality and i don't think we can the only person that was able to do that was Christ himself. There was only one true Christian ever, which was Christ kind of thing. And that was yeah. his point. Um, but when we really come to wrestle with what you just expanded upon, uh, expanded upon um, that it, no weapon will prosper, that God is for you, that there's no reason to worry or stress, it, it puts him in his rightful place over us. Yeah. We're the temple, man. We need to put him on his throne. Yeah. It's we good. are the temple, dude. Like the, the cherubim, the 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 uh the ark of the cov of the covenant that was in the holiest of holies that they called to be his dwelling place. 
is is minuscule in comparison to what is in us. Yeah. And that had the glory of God, and we do too. I mean, the power of the Ark of the Covenant is in us by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what we we walk like lambs, man. Like we live, we live in fear, we live in in despair, in dread, we with no hope. When we we're so afraid to even just go out to to speak out. We're we live in this just state of just isolation and frozen fear because we have no confidence. We've forgotten what who God is. Do you think it's possible to live that way? As best as we world? can. Yeah. As much as we can from glory to glory, man. You know, like we move one at a time. Like just I'm not where I was 20 years ago. And my God, if the Lord continues on this path, man, I don't know if I'll make it to 60. I'm broken enough right now. You know what I mean? Like what is he what is he transforming me into? You know, it's gonna be for his glory. Yeah. It's going to be for his glory, man. Like, how could you not want, how could you want anything else? Oh, I don't know. I'm a mess, dude. Like, how, how could you want anything else? Yet we're distracted constantly uh, and make excuse for our sin. And we follow down the same paths and do the same thing. Nothing is nothing new under the sun kind of thing. We repeat the same actions and behaviors. And we never truly break away from our flesh. But I, I can only imagine what it would be like to live as that the other side of that lamb that just tries to, to graze in pastures of peace. That doesn't have fear. And co- completely ch- trust the shepherd that is guarding. Yeah, man. Worship, worship in spirit and in truth. You know, like... Mm. We we give our worship to so much. We we don't give the due worship to the Lord. We give it to so many distracting things. You know, and I'm guilty of this. I'm not I'm not here emotional thinking that I'm better than anybody else. I'm I'm genuinely it's the like, opposite of that, yeah. I'm confessing that I I'm also guilty of of putting my you know, whoring myself out to other idols and other hopes and stuff and and, and my heart breaks for the church when they're so dependent upon our governmental system to bring them salvation. You know, it breaks my heart to hear the church just feel hopeless over elections. I'm like, man, that breaks my heart, guys. Like, we, our victory is in Christ. You know, you're walking around heartbroken oh, because you walk around heartbroken that you're Canada didn't win or you didn't get enough people in the Senate or whatever. It's like, what does that mean for what Jesus wants? You know, like it just, what's the, where's the hope when you go to, you know, you, and my church was guilty of it too. And it, it hurts, but it's like, I could feel there was a tangible disappointment at church on Sunday. There was a tangible feeling of disappointment. And it, we weren't walking in excited to glorify the Lord and, and to lift him up and raise his name. We, we were 
right just, like as if he as if he failed or as if right. he lost or yeah no that's doesn't that's not walking in glory. any type of victory dude yeah and and so <clears throat> Um, and then, Paul, real quick, to answer your question, brother, if you're still here. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. When, when it says that we will uh, uh, judge angels, it's because we will, right? We we literally will. Um, we are we are God's uh, greatest creation in the sense that we're made in His image and likeness. Um, through with us, He has actually enacted His plan of redemption. Yeah, uh, there is no plan of redemption for. Uh, the angels that fell. Right? He's that given us authority. Yeah. Yeah. He's given us dominion over his creation, right? Like yeah. we literally have dominion over this creation. We we will uh, replace the rebellious ones from his divine counsel. The human race will replace those in God's divine counsel to, to make a demonstration and display of himself, to put himself yeah. on to his glory, man. That's what I'm telling you. And by the way, Krista, I don't know if you're still in here. I saw your question. The, the documentary is called The Unseen Realm. It's by Lagos Bible Software. Um, they pr they produced uh, this documentary. There's actually several of them. They worked hand-in-hand -hand with Dr. Michael Heiser to produce these documentaries. And it uses scripture. Take If you're a note-taker, go and read, You know, take notes, because he uses scripture after scripture after scripture to get you into the Jewish the uh, first temple, sec second temple Jewish mindset about who God was. And then it shows that God in his divine counsel, uh, they, God uses his divine counsel to decide how things go on earth. Like he's, he is, he's used his divine counsel in first, it's either first or second Kings, but it's in one of those two books to determine whether to send, how to send a deceptive spirit upon Ahab. It talks about God meeting with his counsel and asking who will send the spirit to deceive Ahab or whatever, something along those lines. And one of the council members steps up and says, I'll do it and I'll deceive him this way. And God says, let it be done. I'm paraphrasing the whole thing, but it's like there's these instances in the Bible that a Hebrew would understand when it was referenced. They would understand the 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 historical supernatural implications of what was being said. For example, when Jesus, when Jesus tells Peter uh, after his confession that he, the revealing of Christ to Peter at the rock, right? And Jesus says, and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not pre prevail against it. That was, that happened at Caesarea of Philippi. And that is a place that the ancient Jews and the ancient Mesopotamians would have believed that there was uh, that was the entrance to the underworld. That's the actual place that was the entrance to the underworld. And so when Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against it, that is Jesus symbolic symbolically going to the place that people would have recognized as the entrance to the underworld and saying that upon the rock of the statement that he is the Christ, the gates of hell where he stood could not prevail. It was like it was like Jesus showing up to Satan's front door and being like, I am the coming Messiah that was promised. I will glorify God through he will be glorified through me. That is amazing. Bro, it's I'm telling you. Okay, first you. off, no. So, so, so this is the worst podcast ever. So you don't tell me about this so that I can watch it and we can like critique it together. Oh. Like I'm, I'm just here in receive mode. It's good. 
Dude, I'm t- I'm telling you, bro. Like, there's just there's a lot that we don't know. We don't study the we don't study. That's why I've been so into the Old Testament. We don't study the old like scriptures and the history. To we don't understand it. Like, how could you, we get it this you read far? The Old the, Testament, right? <laughs> I've been I've been actually in Samuel. I've been reading. Uh, I'm in Second Samuel now because I'm I'm just learning more about the king and there's you know, two David. Of them? There are two Sam. There might be three. <laughs> There might be three Sam, third Samuel. I've only heard of Genesis and Matthew. Genesis and Exodus. <laughs> Philippity and Numbers. What um, up, Bible teacher? So, uh, Bible teacher. Is that Jonah? But, yeah, it's Jonah. What's up? Jonah, man? what's up, bro? Love How you, are brother. You? Um, yeah, Paul, it, it's fallen angels. Um, Dude, man. Paul, if you want to learn about fallen angels, you need. I'm reading, I'm in the book, middle of this audio book called Reversing Hermon. And um, it is about the Nephilim and it is about how the Jewish understanding of giants on the earth. And it is a supernatural experience. And it's so funny, man. Like Mike Heiser makes this argument. He's like, we believe that she God sent himself. She we gave you like that- her library, didn't she? Who? Zilla. She like gave you like. Yeah. Well, I broke into Hogwarts and I took their books. Uh, <laughs> no, they. Uh, <laughs> so. Um. The uh, when you know, like Peter and Jude mentioned the book of Enoch, and first Enoch tells a very interesting story about the Watchers, which is a divine council member, and um, the Watchers are also mentioned in the book of Daniel, so there's your cross reference there. Um, but um, it goes into the the sin of the watchers which is part of why of, of what god is doing with his plan is like he's systematically destroying this darkness that began at the rebellion of these heavenly hosts and now we are like god has created us to show them up like he's legit made us to glorify himself like no other and his entire plan of like the other humans that worshiped other gods and and other uh religions are going to be put to shame. Like God has allowed it to happen and he's been patient until the time will come that he will, he will come destroy the earth, you know, or destroy, you know, what we know of the earth until he brings the new heaven and the new earth. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, dude, I just, like I said, I, there's something about this, this understanding that is just making God so much bigger to me. And, uh, it seems to just, it just seems to really be true. I feel like I'm like entering into a cult when I say this because it just it's so I can't believe I went 20 something years this long before like really understanding this stuff. If you're looking for a cult, I got one. So. I, I've heard. I no, I can't. I have to do or if anything, I have to have a rival cult. Oh, we can have like the, the Anabaptists and the Lutherans. Gotcha. You we, guys can I can be Bloods and Crips. Got it. You can be the you can be Cowboys the Lutherans and I'll be the Anabaptists and you can you can drown us in our own baptisms. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, dude? Like people that were living for Jesus, proclaiming the truth, decided to drown other people proclaiming in Jesus because they didn't agree on baptism. You know what the thought process was behind that? No. <laughs> so, so so for Catholicism as well, they were they would torture people before killing them, right? And yeah, you see yeah. a little bit of this in, in the old testament. Um, it's because they truly believed in hell, right? And it's like, this is your last chance Mm. to repent and believe Mm. because you're about to meet your maker. 
right? And you, you see that with like, you know, any kind of call to to stoning in the Old Testament. It's like, hey, you, the, the consequence is your, your life. You're going to die. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's just right? get you, you to God quicker, right? You're, you're, you're going to meet your maker. Yeah. This is your opportunity. In, in a weird way, it's kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a mercy. I don't want to get all Anne Hathaway over here. I, I get it though. I get it. Right. It's, it's like, in a sense, it's a, it's a, a bringing to the realization that the next moment after you yeah. speak, you will be in front of your maker. So make your words count kind of thing. There was yeah. a severity and a weight behind it. Mm. And that same, same kind of mentality translated to, uh, you know, the, the reformation and even uh catholicism when they you know during yeah. the hundred years war they were killing on both sides right so it's a uh, crusader sympathizer oh yeah dude i joke you know, I they, joke. Were white, they were white patriarchs so <laughs> for sure we sympathize with the crusaders but i mean think about that right it has like it has a weightiness behind it like your next breath yeah it will end well it demonstrated god's how severe god considered sin all right. And you we don't know. have that today. Right. And so no. when we get lenient with it, it just allows opportunity per, per, for perversion. And to speak of that, man, like how you said your church kind of fell victim to it. I, I recently have to, I'm not allowed to post right now. Oh yeah. What, whole, what did you do? Dude, like, my Jew joke got like, uh, I knew Jew it, dude. Joke. What did I tell you? It's did not you even a text? Jew joke. Okay. It's Jewish enough. <laughs> It's about white, not even white supremacy. It's just about rednecks and conspiracy theorists. And I, you at the expense make fun of, of Jews. The, did you not just see Dave there's, Chappelle's whole shtick? You, you can't, make fun, you can't make fun of the Jews, dude. You're not allowed to. They're a protected <laughs> class. They're like transgender. And not saying Jews are transgender. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get totally removed from TikTok now. Dude, a million people are getting ready to come to this live. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it was good to be here on live with you. It just, it, but it drove, it drove me crazy to the point that I was driving around while roofing the other day. And I was just like, what if all Christians just went underground? We just stopped. Just all of us got together and said, you know what? No more gospel for the world. Let it. I don't know, man. Do you think that God would approve of that? Like no no more gospel. That's the opposite of what he wants. But even, even as a, even as a means of judgment, I don't know if he would be opposed to that. Obviously he hasn't said that I'm not speaking for him or anything like that. Um, But I started thinking, what would be the consequences of societies around us if that had stopped If just churches would start being quietly done in, in living rooms. There would be nobody meeting at like, we, we wouldn't be protesting like Jeff Durbin does at different councils about abortion. We just stopped. Yeah. Stop I think the world, like society. And, because the world still has rationality. Right. Right. They can still observe nature and the reality of the world around them and be like, hey, this is not working out. I think it would start to slowly push back against this woke agenda of, because it's not sustainable. No. Right. It, it's not. So, so. And then that brought me to the next thought that was, okay, we keep preaching the gospel and all these kids that are being um, mutilated at, at early ages and all these people that are indoctrinating children, there's nothing we can do about it. We're trying, we're fighting against it. We're speaking yeah. out about it, but it's going to continue, you know, three generations from now, it's not going to be a problem because there won't be anybody to reproduce. Yeah. I think Meanwhile, it's, I think Christians, it's are still, Christians are still reproducing and yeah. They, they, 
it's one of what you're what you just revealed a few minutes ago in this uh during this podcast of of just letting god be god and putting all of your all your chips in his basket right all everything yeah. betting on him yeah um is one of the reasons why i'm post mill like in it just yeah. I, I trust it you know even if post mill is wrong i think i would, even if somebody presented to me like hard evidence like the yeah. whole world became pre-mill Right. right. I'd still be like, you know what? But I'm going to, I'm going to stay post. I'm, I'm just, just, it's, it's just happening. more hopeful, dude. Like it's, <laughs> right. it's like I, more... I, I agree. Pre-mill's right, but I'm just going to be post-mill about it. Yeah. I mean, about it. <laughs> it's, I mean, honestly, dude, pre-mill would be, I'm happy to go. Like if Jesus wants to rapture us now, Friday's that's good. yeah. Any, at Friday any point in time, any time between now and the next couple seconds would be great. Cause uh, just, I'm, I'm tired of this world, bro. Like I, I'm just the, I just don't, and it's very difficult to enjoy life when you just see sin so much, man. And I used, and it's weird because 20 years ago, like I probably had some of the same thoughts, like, oh, there's just a lot of sin around, you know, it's like uncomfortable, but I kind of like just gave into it, you know? And I was just kind of like, just, I, I was entertained by it. I was enjoying the movies. I was enjoying the TV shows. I was just sucked into the culture and whatever. And it's like, I, there's nothing there's nothing dude like i don't there's nothing i like and it, like i'm like an old curmudgeon but i didn't want to be this way like i i like video games because i get to to spend time with my kids doing something together with them i like that. uh and but i don't like Does rachel TV. play too no no we try to watch some shows together but it's it's hard we do some so we do bible studies sheet. together well she works she's the worker you know yeah i'll pray for her i know she needs prayer right now but I, you know, it's just like, dude, it's, I'm so, I'm so tired of like, there's just nothing that satisfies me. Like reading the word, talking about God, you know, all of that, it, it's uh, just being in his presence, you know, being in, in that mindset where uh, he's just constantly leading you. And it's been, you know, like, it's been hard, dude. Like I had a really bad, really, really bad week uh, last week. Uh, well, two weeks me? ago. Um well, yeah, I was, I asked man. for prayer about my legs, remember yeah. my knees. Do you remember that? So, yeah. um, let me let me just say, well, I won't try not to be too gross, but um, so I Is had a better. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm better, better, but I'm better, but there it comes with a caveat, like a concern, right? It kind of opened yeah. my eyes to a, a future issue. So, um, basically, I thought I had like either hemorrhoids. I know it's kind of gross, or like a really bad hernia. Mm -hmm. And just had some pain in my undercarriage and, um, it was very dis uncomfortable. Well, so let me just fast forward. So the, the end of the, what happened was I had a, a I had a bacterial infection. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was like a fol folliculitis, like a, you know, like getting like a blackhead that gets infected sort of thing. Right? Right, right, right. So I had that, but because my body, because I have an autoimmune disease, because, and this is the first time I've ever seen this in action. So it's just kind of showing me my age, but, um, because I have rheumatoid arthritis, um, when my body goes to fight an infection, it kind of like, it has to remove troops from the further, further watchtowers. So it has to take some, has to call so back the guys from your arthritis to go yeah, fight something else. Yeah. It has to, you know, call the guys from the black watch, the crows, uh, and bring them, bring them out and, uh, go fight the infection. So, uh, so my knees for all intents and purposes, stopped working, uh, uh, a week and a half ago. And, uh, I, I was very, it was very hard to walk around. It was very hard to move. Uh, I couldn't really, 
I couldn't bend over. I couldn't walk very well. It was painful. Um, and so I finally was able to see a doctor, um, the following Monday and got, uh, some antibiotics and some steroids for my knees and, and they've been better. I mean, I'm still, they're, they're very tender, um, but they're functional and, uh, I'm able to walk up and down stairs and stuff. So. Have you tried uh, Jesus? I know you got. Have you tried right? Jesus? Have you tried Jesus? I, know, I, I tried to call Todd White to come on over and pray for me, but he <laughs> said he could only make my legs longer. Zilla. Zilla oh, yeah. does that stuff. I might have to take a. Uh, she take names a trip down to Bethel. It. I need to walk through one of those spirit washes. <laughs> She's doing it. <laughs> I love you. Amen. Amen, Zilla. You know what? I don't care. I claim Zilla. I claim her as a as a sister. Like, she's, oh, she's totally, weird. dude. She's. <laughs> She's like the aunt that comes over. You're like, oh, she's kind of into like astrology and stuff. But like, well, we really love her. <laughs> Be like, don't bring up astrology she, around Aunt she's Zilla. She's a prayer warrior. She's, she okay. loves Jesus, though. <laughs> she sure loves Jesus. Oh, man. She's really into stones and rocks and stuff. She's that aunt that like has a necklace. This is. <laughs> she, she says this is sapphire stone. It was an onyx. Oh my gosh. Uh, thank you. Uh, Tinsa, it was not that one. No, I don't think so. Thank you for praying for me. See, she literally, she's literally praying for my healing and we just made fun of her. I'm please forgive me, Lord Enzilla. Don't forgive is, me. I want to keep this going for literally even healed. In, I'm just even, saying. even in eternity. It's like, we do. It. No, Zilla, we, we do love you. We wouldn't first, we wouldn't have had you on the show and we wouldn't make fun of you. That's you're just like a, you're a cast member now. In this creative story that we're writing, that's it. And that's uh, it. you're a you are a uh, caricature of Bethel. You're just a caricature. You you the things that we say do not they're not against you at all. They just you you are the caricature. Yeah, manage yeah. moderator access. How do I, Auntie's Oh, she's already a moderator. I do have yeah. a shofar though. There, <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, of course. You do. <laughs> And I a little drum. We do book. our drum circle. You know she's got a spell book. You know <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> she she I she does have a tambourine though and a drum and and definitely like flowy skirts. <laughs> she said they let anyone in here. Of course, that's how we make money. They let anyone in here. They <laughs> do. That's 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 the unconditional election of the Lord, right there. Zilla, I love you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, she's hilarious, man. Uh, I, I think that's the point. Like we talked about, let's bring it back full circle. We talked about like the podcast and bringing controversial stuff, like people on that were controversial or, um, you know, that we could challenge them, but it's like, but look at the, look at the love in the finding the common ground, you know, like, Oh yeah. Just, so Zilla doesn't know this, but like me and you had a conversation after her coming on the show and like, I don't like, I, I really had to just like quiet my heart and listen. Um, because I, I had preconceived notions about like what Bethel is, you know, mm. um, and there's still a lot of things I don't agree with, but like, I think our conversation was edifying and it, I think that was means of glorifying the Lord, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot that went on in that conversation that. I, and I know I was pessimistic and, and kind of, I wasn't trying to show any kind of frustration. I just, right. Very cautious 
right? I just want to be very cautious when it comes to yeah. talking about anything supernatural and giving it any kind of like I don't give demons and evil spiritual beings or I don't give them any kind of like right. recognition. It's one right. thing I just refuse to do, mainly because of my upbringing. I had a lot of like demonic stuff happen in my childhood that I'm like, yeah, eh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna not give that any kind of power in my life. Yeah, and I I don't think that like I don't think that's the point. And <laughs> like the point isn't to recognize them, like to to acknowledge them. I think it's just to like just to kind of see, just like they have no power over us. To just to see like that God is really protected his creation yeah and i take it to the extreme right where i just reject it altogether not saying that they don't exist but i'm i'm like they don't have any power at all anymore once jesus took the keys to the kingdom yeah all authority on heaven and earth has been given to him you're right though that's exactly that is true all all authority the devil is chained um yeah take that night i take that to the extreme and i'm just like yeah they don't have because here's the thing as a believer you cannot become demon possessed right right like you could be they can whisper in your ear they can tempt you you can uh, for the most part honestly if i look at my sin i end up tempting myself right i put myself into positions where i allow things to manifest and then it's like oh next thing you know i'm in sin yeah yeah, it's not demons putting me there it's me yeah, take it's usually that's that. usually how it goes when I was when I definitely was struggling with porn. It's been a long time that I've <laughs> right. So but, so porn would be a good one, right? Because yeah. it's it's like little things lead up to oh yeah. crap, how did I get here? Yeah, well, I know exactly how I get. I convince myself. I just is it, if I so I know the secret <laughs> for me anyway. If I if I just think even if I think <laughs> about it in a negative way, the more that I think about it, the more likely I am to look at it. So, yeah. and that's like, it just, it, it's like a seed that grows very quickly. And so, um, when I start to feel any sort of way or tempted any sort of way, I just, I just, I shut it down right away. I don't even think about like what, uh, I just shut it down. I have to it, immediately. Cause, uh, yeah. I, I know that like that second glance over is it to me, it's done. And, uh, so, uh, and praise, praise be to God that he has given me strength. I mean, it's, it, I think it has been maybe at least a year i mean i really haven't been counting because i really feel like uh yeah uh, it's been it's been a lot easier it's been a long time so um but yeah totally dude same crystal to answer your question um uh, that's one of my biggest problems is i i don't reach out i oftentimes just deal with it Mm. um i need to do better at that what what do you think is the appropriate i guess when you recognize it like the moment you realize oh this this thing, this, this is going to become a problem. Start, start. Like I tell my wife everything. I, I so, have to, I've learned to do that with Rachel too. I mean, there, the, the pornography is still the hardest thing to admit to. I like the last time that I looked, you know, I, I would always confess to my wife cause I just felt, yeah. cause I felt like I sinned against her. Right. Like I feel like I, yes, I've sinned against yeah. God, but I've sinned against my wife. She's my yeah. flesh. She's I've, covenant with her. Yeah, and the so this has elevated lust to uh, a heart issue, not so much an action, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm the same man. I like, uh, and she's been very forgiving. Once I think once Rachel understood that when I was uh, when I did look at pornography, it was not because I was uh, specifically looking to to sin against her, but it was the the draw of sin 
knows no it's no respecter of persons like the, the, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like what may nice make that though. it's like yeah but like so like the way that maybe she dealt with anger like to the feeling to be in control yeah. or the feeling to have anger issues right like the lack of self-control um it the the temptation to give into it is 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 there and so it's not directed at like oh i'm going to give into this in, in order to hurt somebody it's I'm going to give into this because it's just, it's easier than having to fight it. And so um, I think once you realize that sin, that that sin to me was not me personally trying to go and attack her and sin against her. She was able to give me grace to the point where, you know, I was able to have freedom to confess to her, but that is the hardest one, even with all the grace that she's given, because it's so embarrassing. It's an embarrassing sin to commit. Especially to look at my wife and be like, you are good enough. Right. I don't know why. I love you, except for when I just looked at porn last night because I really yeah. didn't. You know, it's like, oh, like that's gross. That's gross for me to think that way. And uh, but that's where the human mind will go sometimes. And that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, for all the men in here that are, uh, there's a good audiobook slash book. I don't know why it's not showing up in my books. Um, audiobooks. Uh, it's called the the. The Battlemen Face. Oh, Actually, is that the Every Man's Battle sort of thing? Yeah. Or Every Man's Battle. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, uh, I read I that a long it. time ago. And it, like, it shows, he goes through like different excuses men would make. Like, oh, well, my wife's mad at me. Or like, oh, yeah. obviously we haven't been in a while. Or, you know, so on. So I, I'm ju- we justify our actions. And every one of those excuses that are displayed in the book, I've done. And I'm like, man, they, these guys are hitting it right up the nail on the head, man. Like I, it, like I'm not alone in this. Like I guess right. I, every every man does this, but we also do that beyond our lust, right? We do that with every sin. We justify it somehow. It's the very first and, sin, dude. I was just reading Genesis with the kids. Where where are you? We were hidden because we were naked. Who told you that you we were you were naked? Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, who gave, who told, you know, who ate the fruit? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like we, uh, Eve was like, Oh, well, it was the, uh, the serpent. He deceived me. Oh no, no, no. You decided to do it. This no, but the serpent deceived me. Well then, then he asked Adam, why did you, well, the woman yeah. that you gave me, the woman you gave me, gave me the fruit. <laughs> like it's constantly justifying it by our circumstances. We blame someone else. Yeah. I never thought about the simple fact that like, I know they pass the blame, but like looking at it as I can justify because of what I'm blaming it you on. You gave me that woman, God. Justification process. Or aspect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he blamed God to, to God's face. You, you gave me the woman, Lord. Like <laughs> <laughs> he tried, he tried to blame God. Like the woman you gave me, like she, no. she was a dud. Like you yeah. should, you should have took a different rib. The rib yeah. you took, that was, that was a bad one. That was a barbecue was... rib. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I need a baby back, baby. <laughs> we took that rib from the front. We should have went. Yeah, they that was the front back. rib. I need a back rib. You ever curious why a rib? Um, well, I've heard the the romantic version of it. It's to guard the heart of man, um, which I think is cute. But uh, I mean, that could be that could be symbolic. You know. Old Testament symbolism for for that for guarding of the heart, um, with the two becoming one flesh, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, violin. I think it was violin. Robin 
um, he did a video the other day that it actually made a, dis, uh, a connection I've never put together before. Mm. And it's so simple. Um, Jesus being stabbed in the rib, right? Mm. Showing that uh, he's claiming his bride and the last Adam's claiming the church. Oh, whoa, dude. Right, right. And I was like, whoa. oh, why didn't I see that? Um, even if that's not the intention there, it's so good, though, right? Wow, that's poetic, dude. I love there. that. I mean, that, that, but you know what? That's just on par for how God does things. Oh, He's yeah. so symbolic, dude, in everything that he does. I mean, the, the Garden of Eden was his temple. Like, I never really thought of the Garden as his temple. I never, because, but when it was broken down, that the temple housed the image of the God it worshiped, right? It, it mm. housed the idol of the thing that it worshiped. And so, you know, you'd go into like a, a, you know, a Moabite temple or whatever you'd go or Molech or whatever, you'd go worship before the statue or the, the, the idol of Molech. And you would do that inside in the, in in the holiest of holies of your temple. Well, God was in the midst of his temple in the garden and he created his idol, but it's not an idol. We image him. We are his image. Yeah, we we are his image. So we are the there is no need for <laughs> idols. There's no need for wood and stone and anything else because God's the the images of God are everywhere and they're spread out and they continue to spread out like post mill for life. <laughs> post mill for life. <laughs> yeah. I really am. I, I just I love it. So this woman asked me she the other day uh, I was doing a roof. Um, apparently she really loves theology. So we were talking. And uh, she's like, she's pre-mill. So she's like, so what do you do with like the war in heaven against the, the angels? And I was like, I don't do anything with that. I don't. <laughs> she's like, how do you, how do you justify your position? And then pre-mill, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't have to. Cause I, I, I find it symbolic. Who's going to stand when, when Jesus comes riding on a horse, oh, right? Man. It's it's not like he's freaking like uh, this is the wild west, right? He's he's got a tongue of like a sword for his words, or right. a tongue of fire. Like like obviously that's symbolism. He's not like a dragon. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to. He's got a tattoo him. on his leg. <laughs> I like my Jesus and chaps. <laughs> Yeah. He better come he's out a, without wire. He's, he's got an I Heart Texas tattoo. He's got a Lone Star on his shoulder. I you love, know it. I love Mama. I don't know how many times I've said things like oh in these God. jokes where it's like borderline blasphemy. <laughs> it's well, like, oh, look. between that and the Jew remarks earlier, I'm sure we're on par for a great, uh, <laughs> great response. There's oh, really rednecks out there that believe this. <laughs> It's a real thing. That's who I was mocking. I got to get back to that um, here in a second. But like, I, you, you really think there's going to be a war? Like I, like he speaks and everyone will bow. Yeah. No. I mean, it. I think it's pretty clear that even if they amass against him, like that was what was weird about the premillennial view is like. So are they like, are tanks and helicopters going into this? valley of megiddo right. to do what to blast into the sky like i don't i don't get it and so i <clears throat> i currently don't hold to a war in heaven pre like the fall of angels where michael fights against lucifer sure. and kicks him out yeah right? 
because you don't see that specifically stated in scripture, right? You see in Revelation hinted at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that's right. what we're talking about. But I don't I don't see I think it's showing I think it's symbolically showing he's using symbols to show what God was doing. Right. And but yeah. I mean if so, then God sat back and let his so the same way we war and fight, I imagine the council began to fight. I, I believe so. In some way, whatever their right? weapons of warfare are, I have no idea. I really am not sure. But that close to the throne of God, I don't think he would allow that. I don't know. Maybe he would. I, perhaps it wasn't really in in the sense of in the heavenly realm, but they actually waged war against each other for the worship of people. And so yeah. they they waged war by killing people that didn't worship their themselves. So that's why I think you know God created Israel for Himself to bring a nation out of those types of people for Himself to show His glory. Because mm-hmm. it says after the it says after the uh, the Tower of Babel, God divided the nations and gave the nations over to His divine counsel. So, and then we see in Psalm 82 that God is rebuking his divine counsel for not judging justly the nations. That's in all of Psalm 82. So he's, he's rebuking the divine counsel saying, you judged unjustly, you have not been righteous with my people. And prior to that, again, Tower of Babel, God divides their languages, ships them off to various places, and those places have their own gods counterfeit little g gods uh that god gave dominion over them so their war was not it was not a heavenly war in the sense like they have archers and heavenly arrows and whatever it's it really is a war for the souls of people of humans of worship and that's why you get these great epics told of like greek and roman gods that are you know that have been passed down because these other gods have made names for themselves they are trying to exalt themselves to be above yahweh that's why they rebelled. So, but God is watching all of it with patience and he's making a mockery of it by not invading in the way that they invade each other, in the way that Israel used to invade na- the other nations in order to destroy some of the evil. But instead, his invasion comes through the seed of Christ that is like a mustard seed that is spread out and like leaven in bread that gets spread out and his imagers end up becoming the earth. We become his light on the earth. All of the places of darkness tremble because we are his image spread out. All of that. No. And he's destroying the nations, dude. Like he's destroying these little G gods. He puts them in Tartarus. He when when Jesus went down into Sheol after he died, what did he do? He proclaimed the gospel. Not in the sense of like giving people an opportunity to be saved. He went and told the souls that had been imprisoned in Sheol of what God had just done. He bragged about God to them in prison and then headed back up to be at the right hand of the father. Like that's biblical. It, but it doesn't make or sense guess, if, you, if you don't know so like do you think, what that means. So, so, man, I still don't know if I believe that. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> gotta watch this documentary, bro. I, I don't want to now. Cause it's, I'm going to be, all of a sudden I'm going to be a Zilla. Zilla's going to be my professor no, at Hogwarts stop and stop it. You won't pass um, the sorting test anyway. <laughs> you can't get through this. It's the like, what class are you going to be? I get up there instead of one of the four like classes, I get janitor. Like really? Janitor class. Yeah. <laughs> it figures. It figures. Now, so so okay. So let's take let's take that. So 
Jesus dies. <laughs> yeah. Goes to a tomb. His spirit. So Jews yes. believe your spirit would hang around a body. Yeah, just like Abraham's days. bosom in the Lazarus rich man story. Well, so they they so the reason he took so long to get to Lazarus because there was a myth mm. or a belief. No, 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 no. Not not Lazarus, the one that he resurrected. The rich man of Lazarus. No, I know. Him, was I know. Oh. I, I'm just saying. So there was a cultural belief oh, okay. uh, that I believe stemmed from Hellenism that spirits would, the spirit of the person would hang around the body for a minimum of, of oh, sure, three, sure, sure. three days, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, three or four days. Um, right. What up, Pastor Cal- Kyle? Is it Kyle or Kelly? Kyle. Yeah, hey, did you change your picture? He did. But um, that's another example of what God, like that showing that dominion, he's like, he's refuting these other religions yeah. by, so, by putting so, them to shame. So we believe Jesus goes down to Sheol, yeah. preaches the gospel, mm-hmm. grabs everyone that does believe, and they send into... I don't know if he grabs everybody. I feel like there's pretty good argument that there was already a separation between the righteous and the unrighteous in this in this area, in this this underworld, right? Like, uh, in the sense of time, anyway. So, like, I don't know that he... It talks about setting the captive, like, uh, releasing the captives or setting the captives from captivity. Um, but I, I think the, the point was, and maybe I'm confusing two different things together as well, but is that he went to show God's glory by going down there and showing what he had just done having the keys, having the keys in his hand, essentially metaphorically or whatever, however you want to say, but it might be real keys. Yeah, it could be, but putting, putting those spirits to shame, like putting that darkness to shame. Uh, There's not real keys guys. So there could be keys. I don't know if God made keys who could open the lock. (laughs) Could God make a lock so strong that he himself could not open it. And so then he comes back to earth takes his on his flesh mm-hmm. right we believe he takes his exact flesh back on right well i think yeah i mean is this before yeah because he gets glorified right remember he displays well, yeah, his no body. glory there's right no body so he he takes on the flesh that was yeah. in the tomb right it it only has two scars right everything else is healed um and then he at his ascension after 40 days um is seated at the right hand of the father Right. So if the individuals he's preached the gospel or the good news to mm-hmm. d- can't do anything with it, right, wh- whether they accept it or not or believe it or not. Right. Well, he's not doing it to like shame the souls that didn't believe. He's doing it to shame the the divine council, the heavenly hosts that were locked away. It's He's not uh, going down there to give opportunity for people to believe in him. He's actually not, just... Though? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's just not what the Bible teaches. What about everyone who outside of the Israel nation died? Yeah. Is in Sheol. They're divided. Oh, yeah. Those that are in Abraham's bosom are Israelites. Well, actually, no, because the rich ruler in Lazarus, uh, we can assume they're both Jews because he's talking to Jews. I mean, yeah, I mean, God still seems to sovereignly save people, even like like prostitutes like Rahab, right? That aren't. Uh, oh yeah, isn't that beautiful? And then become the know? lineage of Jesus, like right. What? So it's what? like these outsiders that aren't read into Israel are, are still being grafted in 
prior to Christ. So I still feel like he probably saved like we, we don't maybe hear stories of other people that believed in Yahweh that didn't really do anything other than just like herd goats and trade in the marketplace. Right. Like, so maybe they did truly believe in Yahweh and there's going to be a host of people that were like, wow. Or there's just such a small amount of actual people that God has redeemed in those lineages. Cause there's a lot of kids that came that you don't hear good things about. So what if that, well, go ahead, man. I'm just rambling. And the overall theologian, don't don't get me wrong. Okay, I believe scripture. Okay, I know, <laughs> I know where it says it. Um, this just for context for everyone. So I'm gonna start verse eighteen. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, which is, a, you know, once saved, always saved. Um, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit in whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. So there, his body, I'm assuming, went to hell. Oh, well, shield. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know the nuance of it. It's possible. But see, now Calvin believed that, that Jesus went and got tortured in shield. Joy, Joyce Meyer also teaches that. But uh, I think that it's because that's, not that's leaving out the historical Hebrew understanding of what was going on in Sheol. I think it was more to proclaim his. Here's victory. why he wouldn't have been tortured, and this is really important because it said he suffered once for all. <laughs> Imputation does not make Jesus a sinner; it assigns sin to him. It's very different. Right? If yeah. he became sin, which we see in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 21, um, God made him to be sin who knew no sin. Right? You take that narrative too far that he actually is a, a sinner himself mm. is not what it's showing there. It's showing propitiation, right? This legalistic, he's taking on the blame or the, he's, he's, he's uh, being assigned the punishment that you deserve. He's being assigned the sin that would have caused that punishment. Just like God assigned yeah. function in the beginning to like the right. light. He gave it function. He gave it like he, yeah, he assigned good. it. It was already, it was already there. The sin itself was already there, but it got assigned to Christ. It wasn't his sin. It was yeah. not his sin assigned to him. It was our sin assigned to him. So that's why it had to be come from God from the outside. Anyway, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's good. I just want to make sure like if, if you take that narrative too far, um, you're, you're creating a, I want to say a different Jesus. Well, I don't want to take it that far. It just, that's it. No, that's a Jesus that doesn't save if he becomes, if he actually is indwelling with sin, not having sin assigned to him, yeah. but is a sinner. Yeah. Cause it says he bore. That is not the spotless lamb, right? right? That's not the scapegoat. So, yeah. Calvin was wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure he was. That's why I say like, like somebody actually kind of pointed this out to me recently and they were like, so you're a Calvinist. You believe everything. I was like, actually, no, I, I, I really am only a Calvinist when it comes to the five points. I'm not a Calvinist on any of his other theology. Like not, not that I could easily identify and I'm sure I probably agree with some of it, but um, it really is just the, the points of Tulip that uh that i subscribe to yeah i think the institutes do really well to pull the doctrines of grace out but and other things indeed i mean definitely to really hammer 
home the idea that we are saved by grace through faith. Like, I think that that's the value in in his institutes for sure is just the that salvation is a sovereign God's job. And, you know, it's what he does. It's his power. It's his ability. It's his will. And uh, it's not by our own means. So and not by anything we could do. I think that that is necessary. And what a revival and awakening that was to have that happen to the church to realize that, Mm -hmm. wow, like what a, a, a beautiful to go from really bondage under the law to bondage under the Roman Catholic church, uh, you know, no freedom there. And then to all of a sudden understand that grace was free and that salvation was free. Um, I mean, what a revolutionary idea. It's, I think people still have a hard time with it today. Right. Like, yeah. And Zilla beat me to it. I was going to say that nobody could touch him. That's why we know he didn't go to heaven right away. Yep. Very interesting idea of what happened. Yeah, Gospel of Thomas. It's in, yeah. Uh, so I mean, again, like I was saying about the even the Book of Enoch. It's like it's you know it's not it's not scripture, and we're not making the proclamation it is, but it you don't have to be afraid of reading it. You know, whether it's the Gospel of Thomas or the Book of Enoch, it's like understand that it wasn't. You know, if you know your Bible well enough, you'll probably identify pretty quickly why it's not scripture. You know, yeah, like you'll probably see. just pick up on it because the Holy Spirit's not going to confirm it with you. Uh, so I think there's a supernatural <laughs> thing about that too. That's what I love about the Holy Spirit is like, it's just, you just know guys, like I know Logan's made fun of me about how like I can tell by somebody's eyes most of the time if they're saved or not. Like I'm telling you, it's something I just see. It's like the window to the soul or whatever, but <laughs> he um, looked into Zilla's eyes. and was like, nah, she's good. <laughs> she's good, man. I've checked. I've seen her eyes. You're like, good. There's dude, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a point of discernment or what it is, but the Lord, uh, he just makes, he just, when I see certain people and I see their eyes, I'm like, there's, there's something wrong with that person. Like I can just see, I can pick it up. And then when I've, I've just, there's something about Christians, dude, there's a peace in the eyes of a Christ follower. Um, there is a, a confidence and an assurance. Ooh, do me, do me. Yeah, it's, it is, it's you. It's like, so I wouldn't have had to even spend any amount of time on your TikTok page. Like, I feel like when I saw you, I immediately was like, this guy is a Christian. Like, so, and and then I was, you know. True. Not like weird oh. like that, dude. It's it, Look, it's the oh. Holy Spirit in you, bro. Like, it's not like, it's not you. You're, you're not anything, right? Stop getting so, <laughs> it's not getting so like cocky. Stop taking the credit. No, it's just, I dude, I had a guy on my ship. It was the same way, man. I met this kid and I immediately was like, this dude is a believer, man. Like nice. I just know. And we had a conversation and sure enough he was. So it's, and we became really good friends. Uh, and he's still, and he's a Calvinist now too. We weren't Calvinist back then, but um, oh, yeah. Man. Anyway, you leaving? All right. See you later, man. Have a good show. Nope. All right, guys, that's it for this. <laughs> <laughs> my laptop's like plug me in or I'm dead. Oh yeah. You're good. Uh, I still bugged by this so i sleep with the cpap and it just pushes right into my nose looks like so woke wokeness the woke joke yes i'm really bothered by it about which one wait the woke joke or just your your jew video the lgbtq cult man oh hello becky want the organization's authority 
like the, over my tongue to go away, let alone mm. I, like I'm really bothered by it. I just I really think this is not going to last, dude. Well, it's not sustainable. I get it, but it's yeah. so Christians failed for the last four decades to like preach the gospel appropriately, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that that led to like some crazy things happening, like the Protestant churches of, abroad. Yeah, um, at least in, in America. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I, obviously, it'll take another four decades for this, all of this to like burn itself out. We're gonna see that it's not sustainable, but. I don't know, man. I, part of me wants to be like an activist yeah. against it. Well, and that's yeah. I think that's I think that's part of American self worship. Like we you feel like so? we have to. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll just say for me, it may not be for everybody. Just like you know, I'm I can't you know preach on the street corner like everybody else. But um, some people may feel inspired by the Holy Spirit to to activate and do mm-hmm. more stuff like that. I mean, look at. It took it took a group of people to decide to leave England to come over to the United States. You know, it took a group of people to decide to do something that was outside of their comfort zone, to act against the government that was oppressing them, that was forcing them to worship God a certain way, and they didn't want to do that, and so they left. And it took a lot. And so God does those things, man. Like I don't think everybody's called to do it. And and I think you can get motivated and then you fail because you're not really it's not your calling, but if you're feeling motivated to to speak politically, as as long as you are again, man, go back to that being the prophet speaking to the nation. You know, like yeah. speak on the truth as if a prophet of God speaking to the king, and let that be your authoritative position. And to me, though, that's the that's the mo- those are the moments when the the political like like the Jeff Durbins have a, a yeah. godly value, right? Yeah. Like he really is doing things on a, in a political realm that I think God has specifically called him to, but don't, don't advocate that everybody else does it. You know, like you gotta be careful. Like not again, not everybody is a street evangelist. So don't, don't advocate that everybody is this political opponent for Christ either. So, um, but if you're feeling passionate about it, bro, like don't let it go, like use direct that passion towards the gospel, bring people to the light of the truth, uh, through. Yeah. Like I hate abortion, man. I hate it. Dude, you got a old school fan in here. I sure do. Who is this? Oh my gosh, Auntie Amber. It's your aunt. It, well, maybe I'm gonna That's give her aunt a follow Amber. so we can reconnect. I I was I was I am I'm Drew the Dirty Christian. Yeah, that's uh, that is definitely an old an old uh, version, but uh, but those videos still exist out there somewhere. I would love to know, uh, Zilla. I just quoted that to a friend tonight the romans two what is it two four his kindness kindness brings us to repentance that's funny that's full circle i love when god does that uh well amber i'm not saying like i hate abortion i hate this woke ideology um i'm not i'm not saying i'm gonna go after like start rounding people up and like torture them i'm just I'm just saying. I want. I want That's their good. authority. I'm glad you clarified. Yeah, <laughs> I just want their authority over our government and my tongue. And like, mm. like I can't even make a joke. 
without my my ability to post being taken away from me yeah it is interesting to think it's of not like hate speech to make comedy i think I, I, let me let me ask you real quick is comedy a sacred place a sacred place for you to say whatever you want minus one thing I, I, there's only one thing that i i've limited to well you know blaspheming of god obviously it blaspheming god right yeah. like at that point it's like there is no anywhere no no place where that is allowed right yeah i think that there is uh i think there's value in in sarcasm and uh because god kind of makes a mockery of his enemies so i think that's what i wish we could see more is is more righteous mockery of the ridiculous and and in a way that's that's respectful to the source you know to to our creator but is just speaks truth like that's kind of what i did with when i did the news I, I wasn't really doing like I wasn't infusing God into it, but I was mocking the news, right? I was yeah. mocking these political people and the people that are so self-important, like the Fauci's and any any politician, dude. I don't care who you are on whatever side you you think of yourself as more important than you really are. And so um, I think it's I think like we should have satire and mock that. And, and then maybe maybe what we need is uh, a Martin Luther-esque type person to stand up and to say things that are controversial, but in truth uh, and do it in such a way that the delivery is like comedic, um, but it's truthful. And you, you know, without pandering without, I don't know. I mean, just, yeah. I think we should mock, I think we should mock. I don't know, man, maybe it's not our place to do it. I, I, I'm going back and forth. Cause I'm like, well, is it our place to mock? Like, isn't it God's place to do it? Maybe he does it through us, but he does it in a way that we don't expect. So it's like, now I want to well, be pious. I, I don't you know? think we ever saw the prophets mock, right? Like I don't. I mean, Elijah kind of mocked. Look at Elijah well, with the prophets of Baal in the moment of them. Like maybe. Yeah, he's but in the what standard <laughs> is he setting, though? You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, he's using. He's. I think that that's how God would mock, and I think you know. But God also mocks like He did with uh, with using Job as a vessel of righteousness. He mocked back the those that were accusing. Uh, Job of being righteous only because he was being benefited by God. So um, God used that story to mock. Mockers is spoken against in the Bible. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would go back to the heart then of it. I, I just think that, you know. So you're saying I'm your Martin Luther is what you're saying. I mean, I, I would support you. I would if you want to if you want to put yourself out there where you're being like offensive and calling people like bad names and stuff that are charlatans and stuff. I I will support you. I will. I will. I will come around and like I, I'll be your biggest fan. I know you'll get banned pretty quickly, but you just keep coming back. I'll follow. I'll be the first first follower. You know. It's just time. not my character, though, man. I I want I want these people to know the love of Jesus. By the way, I love them. I know that's kind of why that's why I'm stuck. That's why I stopped the news stuff too. Just it just got old, you know. It's like no fulfillment. I just want to. <laughs> Zillow's like you're my ride or die. Zillow's the doctrines of rads ride or die. Her, yeah, she is. Her her and and, I was gonna say her and Rissa. You gotta gotta definitely keep Rissa in there. She's like at every event. She's at events even when they're unplanned events. If I go live, Rissa all of a sudden is in. I'm like, how did you get here? Where, what are she you was doing? Like, I was already here. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was waiting. 
I've been in this lobby for six hours, sir, waiting for you to come in. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. What do you with with this and like just dealing with? So with with like suffering, man, right? Yeah. So things we go through, things that causes grief. Um, I was in uh, Big John Steele's live, and this guy was like, I just don't see how you guys think your God is good based on they're actually being wicked in the world. How would you respond to that? I say we have a very up-close-and-personal view of wickedness. Hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. Uh, Zilla, you're not allowed to respond to Auntie Amber. <laughs> just, just leave it at that. Okay, so the question is, ask your question again. Like, how would you respond to the, the somebody who's asking, like, how do you how do you believe that your God is good when there's yeah. there's literally people being raped and yeah. murdered and you know abused? Yeah, I would say it's um, again, it's a very up close, zoomed in perspective. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. That's a good point. And um, I think if you were to zoom out. To see, uh, you know, in in chunks of time, over time, you would see that God is actually redeeming what what was evil and the most evil, and is actually in the midst of redeeming that. And so for us, we're in it. So it feels very up close, and there's this wickedness, and it's rampant. And you know, how dare God? But when we take an outer perspective and we see the bigness of God we see that like, no, he's actually progressively destroying evil. We live in a much yeah. less evil world right now than they did 2000 years ago, 2000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, the world was more evil. God, um, I love you, man. The world is getting better. I, I just think if, if we believe he's destroying principalities and he's, he's his, uh, his dominion goes wherever we go, we are the salt and the light. Then he is, spreading his dominion out and so the there is i think there's i think statistically there's less evil even in the last hundred years in our country so like crime wise and everything else and just so it's like i every all of this woke stuff i feel like is is this demon whoever's the demon over this country here this is their dying last breath this is like let's get them to mutilate themselves to deface the, the image of God that we hate so much. And you know how you know how a virus or a bacteria, if it if it uh, if it attacks the host too quickly, the host dies, mm-hmm. killing the bacteria and the virus. Right? Yeah. Um, similarly, that's that's the same thing is going to happen with this woke culture, where you have. It pushing, 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 pushing to the point that it, the ridiculousness of everything that they're preaching mm. just starts to collapse in on itself and it kills itself from the inside. And you're already seeing that happen within the LGBTQ community because the LGB and the LG and B are starting to separate themselves from the TQIA. Oh, yeah. Plus, right. Yeah. Uh, it's. Take a house on. divided it's against on. itself it's, cannot stand, brother. Cannot stand. The Bible it's taken on its own it meta it metamorphosis. It's like yeah. yeah. But I so my I, I wish they would have let me on to respond to that. I was 
it was a really good point that you brought that up that obviously God can, uh, he, he, he sees everything, right? Yeah. Um, and so his perspective of what is happening is much different from ours. But the fact that God isn't trying to focus so much on whether you think he's good or not, but that you see his glory manifest throughout all creation, right? The chief end of man is to glorify God. Yeah. Um, and so when, when we have things that are so traumatic in our experiences, we, we have two options, right? We can say that God isn't good or we can say, you know, that he's working it out for some reason that brings him the most glory. Um, and they, they kept going back to this whole idea of free will. Well, if I'm free, here's the thing. You can't ask God to like prevent some things from happening, like without him preventing everything from happening. Right. Well, and one of the guys in the, in the, in the live was like, well, why can't he just prevent all the bad from happening? Well, here's the thing. If I go and make a pot of, you know, hot water so I can cook some food and I go to move it and God turns it to ice so that it doesn't, I don't spill and like burn myself with it. Mm-hmm. He's now prevented me from cooking. Right. We would have a completely different world in that aspect. Yep. Where like my free choices to cook me some ramen is no longer an option. It's been taken away because I could yeah. potentially burn myself. That And that is not a world at which God receives the most glory. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I totally agree, bro. I, I think that uh, I just but think we have that. a very, we have a very, very upfront perspective, a very time focused perspective and a very selfish perspective too. We, God is systematically destroying evil. But knowing that and saying all that, I'm not a person who's dealing with the the trauma, the memory, the PTSD of sexual assault. How do I how do I work through that? Like, there's a very practical aspect of this that I think Christians are disconnected. I can give you I can give you that theological answer all day. Mm. How do I guide you, love you, show you Christ, and right. hurt with you? And a lot of times, Christians don't even go that far to do that. They're, Either I affirm your rejection of Jesus mm. so that that some way helps you, or I, I help hurt with you and walk you through it. Most people don't want to take the time to guide people in that way. Yeah, we don't want to lay down our lives yeah. for others. We we just want to we want to tie to the church and be on the worship team and uh, greet people when they come into the church where it's safe for us. But we don't want to go to the rehab clinic with a friend. Uh, we don't want to give a hundred dollars to our neighbor that, you know, you've seen not be able to go to the grocery store or maybe their, their lights aren't on or their kids are wearing the same clothes over and over again at school. You know, it's like, that's what, like, we are, we're called, we are called to consider people better than ourselves. Like, and that's our neighbors. Like that is, that's how this war is won is by doing that, by laying down our lives for the lives of those around us um, and and living peaceable, quiet lives and uh, giving of ourselves, considering them to be better than us. So like, when was the last time, like you might've been at church doing some good stuff. When was the last time you went over to your neighbors and were like, Hey, do you need anything? You know, like we have, unless you live in the country, which some people do, like when was the last time you just like, went over and be like, Hey, what, what can I pray for you about? Is there anything yeah, going on no, in your I, life that I can just pray for you about? No, I don't do that with my neighbors. They go to Bethel. So I try to stay away from them as much as possible. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> they they are oneness. I actually try to talk to them regularly. Um, it is not. Mike's always work out. Sleeved out. So yes, yes, sir. I am both both arms. Did Zilla do those tattoos? Yeah, Zilla did them. Uh, but you know what? She used her Bethel magic and put them on from a distance. <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> it was voodoo. She tattooed a doll. And Is that the Hebrew appeared. word for Calvin's on his heart? <laughs> yes, I got the Hebrew word for Calvin tattooed right on my chest. Oh, man. Zilla, I manifested that is the funniest <laughs> freaking joke, dude. Oh my gosh, that is pure. I I hope she never gets upset with me about it. Uh, I'm in a space where I've been a Christian, never experienced things. I don't relate to recovery. Oh, wow. I'm in a space where I've been a Christian, never experienced things. So like, what do you mean? Like, you just feel like your, your life is just kind of like static. Like you're just kind of going through the motions, Amber or what? Like, let's talk through that. (laughs) Um, here's the thing crystal says, how does our burdens become, how does our burden become too much for others? I mean, you, you can't like, you can't worry about that. Like in, in the church, you are called to share all of your burdens. So if your church is not doing that with you, you shouldn't be in that church or you should start doing it and maybe other people follow suit. But like, um, the church is the community guys. It's our brothers and sisters. Like the church as a whole too. Like it's the same for people on TikTok. It's the same for people on social media, Facebook, whatever, but it's the people in your church that you should be looking out for taking care of. And, you know, um, they will know us by our love that we have for each other. You know, we should be, we should be so family oriented as Christians and how we treat each other and how we love and we spend and we nurture, you know, we spend time and nurture that the rest of the world sees that and they're like, why do those Christians do that? Like, that's what we should be really good at that. And I feel like we've lost kind of that edge in this country. What do you think, Logan? Do you think we've lost the edge to be really good at uh, caring for one another as believers? Absolutely. 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 Um, one of the, one of the things is like Christians were excited to die for Christ and people and they were excited to go into the afterlife while in uh, their their context of where they were living, especially in like Rome, they, they feared death, right? Because that was used to like to hold the fear of death over the heads of the people in order to control them. Well, Christians broke through that. And they're like, well, how are, why aren't you afraid to die? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's not cap. That's true. No, thanks for cap. Um, and so... People, that was attractive to people. Mm. Like I want to, I want to know why you have this peace, right? And we need to show that. And oftentimes we show that when we're encouraging people. But you gotta hurt with people. You gotta meet meet them where they are. Mm. You gotta, you gotta love on them and let them know, like, hey, look, I know this hurts, but like everything you said tonight, Drew, mm. that, that was, that was. I, I know your your witchcraft documentary oh. helped you see it, but like, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch. I it. hope you do. Uh, um, like that. There's there's a reality there that there's some assurance if you if you truly believe that God is who He said He was, mm. if He really is a good Father. None of this matters. None, none of the pain we go through matters. Right. All right. You got cancer. Like, well, how do I glorify God with my cancer? Right. I, 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 like right now with us having our baby is five weeks old when we got an ultrasound today nice we've lost the last two at six weeks 
And although she won't admit it, I know she's on edge. Well, yeah, sure. You know, and she's trying to just be faithful through it all. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be strong for her. But even I'm like, I don't, well, I don't want to lose another one. You know of course. I mean? But like at the, at the end of the day, if God is a good father, if he, if he really, if he really is who he said he was, then all of this is for his glory. Yeah. And I can, I need to accept that. I, I must accept that. It's not an option. I mean, it's the same. It really, it's the same when you're, when you parent your kids over time, man, you, you have to let go. You, you aren't going to be in control when your daughter starts driving, when she goes out yeah. on her own, when she goes to a work to, to her first job, when she's having to be alone with a stranger at a workplace, like you, you can't be there. You can't control it at any age. You are unable and incapable of terrifying. Uh, <laughs> and but it's the same when they are in the womb, Logan. Yeah. You are you are incapable of having control over that baby's life in the womb. God is the one who sustains the life. But but just right there, you see how I could like easily testify to the truth of submitting to God and his and his authority and his sovereignty and his providence, right? And then at the same time, be like, "Oh yeah, that terrifies me." Mm. How do you com- how do you how- compartmentalize that? How does that happen? That that is what I'm trying to figure out in my own walk and like sanctification. Like, how do I constantly separate these two minds? Yeah, where one of me is completely trusting in Him, and I know that is all that is a gift of the Spirit, and where my spirit is working, yet my flesh says, "Worry." You take stress. every thought captive. For Christ. Yeah, tell me how that works. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> you you say you openly proclaim that God's will is for the glory of God. And if if the baby is lost, it's for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. If it's if I mean if your child lives to be a hundred, it's for the glory of God. Everything is for the glory of God. And so you you take those thoughts captive because the fear comes in and you say, oh, well, God is not going to be faithful if he doesn't keep my baby or let us have another child. No, that just means that your faith is weak if you're feeling that way. Like, no, God is fully capable and he will give you everything he wants you to have. And it's not about you. Uh, but in the spirit of all things that are good, God does bless and God blesses us far beyond what we deserve and uh and so we hope in that but we pray like instead of praying for our will it's like lord have mercy on me have mercy on me lord i know i deserve damnation i know i deserve ju- judgment and justice for my sin but lord have mercy on me please i am tired you know like that's been my cry bro is like i'm i'm tired my body's been broken this last couple weeks my anxiety th- has been through the roof I'm tired. So Lord, my prayer is have mercy on me. And that's, that's it, man. Like the Lord will give you mercy. He will. uh, I want the absolute best for you and your baby and your wife. And, and that is my prayer to God that, that things work out and life is given and celebrated and God is glorified through life. But just know that either way, man, I'm, we we are i'm here rachel's here we are here we're standing alongside of you no matter what this the situation is Thanks, you know 
Um, yeah, God, God is so good, dude. Like he's, he, he will, he will make his name known and he will reward, he will reward you. And he does reward us anyway, but you know, he knows that we go through hard stuff and he restores and redeems. So, you know, there's, there's hope in that. Yeah. Don't stress it, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, look at Zilla. She's saying she had cervical cancer and wasn't supposed to make it through pregnancy. Now she has five kids. My 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 oldest or my second son uh, was born with two vessel cord, uh, which restricted some of the blood flow to his brain, and that was a concern. But he was born fine. Um, I mean, he's a teenager, so I don't know how fine he is much <laughs> lately, but overall, pretty fine. Um, I mean, God is just a God makes miracles, dude. Everything is a miracle. Yeah. Every everything, it's a miracle. Yeah, I, I like what Zilla just said. Man, she's on point today. She must be. She's reading out of her spell book, is what she's doing. Get your hopes <laughs> up, Logan. Yeah, get your hopes up. Like, not 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 so much name it and claim it kind of crap, but like, but get believe your hopes in up. God. Like, yeah. Regardless of what's going to happen, God's going to be glorified regardless. Yeah. God believe be in you have a good father that gives good gifts. He gives good gifts. You know, he's much better God than gave, the earthly father. If you if you're missing, if you're not healed, you're missing legs, any kind of limbs, you're sick. But God revealed to, to you who his son is. You have received the greatest miracle in all of creation. Not a, a limb growing back, not a sickness, not a prayer answered is going to equal that of you coming to saving faith. Yeah, man. Why do you think Jesus said, go and sin no more after he healed somebody? It was never about the healing. He freed them. What was the greater declaration that they were free from the bondage of sin and new, made mm. in a newness of life or that they could walk again? Mm. It's the freedom, dude. It's this it's the being set free from once being enslaved to death and sin, yeah. bound captive to it. Your healing is for me. Your salvation is for you. Mm. What is Erica doing? Erica, did you make an inappropriate joke? I didn't see it. That's funny. It's it's okay. We we it is a heavy moment, but it's not that we're we're not doing it on purpose. <laughs> My firstborn. So two Jews walk into a bar. Ah, there we go. Wow, that's amazing, Stephen. That's amazing. Logan trying to sound charismatic and manipulate my feelings. Zilly had three <laughs> miscarriages. My condolences, but Logan trying to sound charismatic. <laughs> I'm not charismatic, not at all, not even a little I, bit. He is. I mean, let's. Take take the denomination aside, but you are a pretty charismatic guy, Logan. No. <laughs> Thank you. That's how I get I people into my cult. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, every good every good cult leader is pretty charismatic. It's part it's part of the course. It's part of, it's part of it. Yeah. Well, you guys dude, got any more questions? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we should wrap it up a little bit. Uh, I feel like it's been a really good episode, though. Hey, I'm sorry. I have not done any clips from the Savvy episode. 
I just have had a just I have not made the time to do it. I don't have a I've good been excuse. sick. So okay. Or I would make them when I figure out how you when when you move here, we can actually get a studio, get some equipment. That way yeah. there's no cats popping up on camera. Oh yeah. Dude, could you imagine having a like a little garage studio, just two couches sitting next to each other, actually having like the ability to drop some camera stuff and have people over and do a thing. But I think you were, you were a little bit mistaken though. You said when I moved there, I think you meant when you move up here because clearly this is your state red. Oh yeah. Abortions outlawed. Second amendment is totally, totally. uh, Risa, how much did you pay for that? (laughs) (laughs) I have to know. (laughs) It was a cat paw came up and it scratched the screen. Oh, nice. It left scratches in the screen. Drew can't move away from me, though. No, we, we, yeah, I need to, Erica lives, lives close by. We're actually going to try to have her, her and her husband over. Um, I got to get, Andrew does apologetics to sell his house and moved here. We're just all moved to Alabama. I, I wish, I just think that, I mean, Missouri, Kansas City is so central, guys. It's like literally in the middle of the United States. It's so, I'm five hours away from Minneapolis. Idaho is right above us. Arkansas is right below us. It takes me three hours to get to Illinois. It's it's very it's very centralized, and we could start a church here. Oregon. You no. Oregon. Look, listen. When the revolution happens, Marissa, everybody from Oregon will need to flee to a red state. <laughs> you will not be safe there. That was Kizilla. Are we weenies? Are you saying we're we're weenies? Yeah. Just wanted to see what it did. Just Frank, fantastic. <laughs> That's weird. What is what is TikTok? It's probably some grooming thing now. <laughs> y'all got any questions though? Like anything y'all are struggling with? Anything we can pray for? Ugh. Most of the most of the regulars on here are, are theologians, so they're we're not telling them anything new. Yeah, not really. I feel like it was a good show though. I feel like we we hit some good some good points. <laughs> Um, I'm excited for what God's doing, dude. I really think that I think things are changing. I think culture is changing. I, I, I think the culture in Christianity is changing and yeah, I don't know, dude, like this is going to be, you know, I think this, the election and a lot of the stuff going on is going to, is going to be the, the, the first step of a new awakening. And that, you know, usually the, like the, the, the big movements in like the seventies, they kind of happened after the sexual revolution. You know, where like people were getting back to purity. There's a big Jesus movement in the 70s because people were just like in the 60s. It was all about drugs and sex and people started to move back into this purity culture and stuff like that. I think that we're I think we're on the precipice of that again. I think that's what we're getting ready to go into. Well, so there was there was a huge moment and this led to the charismatic church where the hippies of San Francisco after the sexual revolution tried to find ways into church to keep both right Mm. um and music was the key at which they came into uh um, churches right and so you see that happened with the the boom of the charismatic church in uh in california Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think i think we have to go through that first right Mm. and you're starting to see that now where there's there was a a a trans baptism or sacrament a that in the progressive church where there's like the presentation of a feather to this kid for affirming that he's actually a girl 
um, of which he never actually said it. His mom said it all through. Oh. <laughs> um, but it was it was oddly mirroring our our traditions and the things we do in our church. Oh yeah, that. dude. Because it the the devils the devils mock God. You know, like they take the things that are holy and they pervert them. That's that's pretty standard. That's that seems to be pretty standard evil. Like just you know having a gay communion or a gay baptism or a trans whatever. I mean, it's just, uh, it's all mockery, you know? And I think it's, I really do think it's the dying breath. You know, we, I think, and somebody mentioned, I think it was Stephen that mentioned persecution earlier and that there are, there is a lot of persecution happening. Yes, that's true. But let's, again, let's, let's take a step back out of the very, uh, microscopic view of what's happening and look at like historically where did the united states come from it came out of persecution it came out of religious persecution the united states was born out of that persecution right um the 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 protestant reformation was born out of persecution from the catholic church the the church that these new movements and new revivals and new awakenings come out of persecution right are you are you hole punching paper What are you doing? My desk um, is falling. Apart. It's weird ASMR. Uh, so all of this, all of these movements of God came out of persecution, and so places like Africa have to go through the persecution to get to the place where, like, we are here in this country. Uh, places like China will have to go through the persecution. Russia, likewise. Like, I mean, it's God's global church. God is dealing with all. Like, He's not just dealing with the United States. He's dealing with all of the other countries and their various persecutions and quite frankly i think we are being judged in this country anyway I oh think absolutely we are Isaiah a, three all day long yeah like, we are such a you, wicked i know he's talking nation. to his 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 contemporaries but like if you don't look at that and say oh that has no application here in america you're foolish yeah um, and amber to answer your question um to be charismatic is it wrong um no it's not wrong. No, I don't think it's, it's wrong. It's not a good or bad thing. I don't it's think just a way to weigh do it, it that way. Um, I think, I think there there are some be... wrong things, but there <laughs> are wrong things within non-denominational churches. Yeah. Um, there are some things that become legalistic out of the charismatic yeah. church um, that become antithetical to the gospel, and those things we need to all preach against um, and stand up against now. I don't know what kind of church this uh, this uh, young lady that you're you're talking about goes to, but um, I think you said Bethel actually. So I, I think you should have a one on one conversation DM with Zilla. Yeah, for uh, sure. she's um, one of the high wizards of uh, Bethel. She is. So, we had her on the podcast too. Is it a witch? What? Or, uh, uh, it's a yeah, a wizard, Zilla. Where's your wizard? wizard. Um, uh, Hello, hardly. Uh, but in reality, like the moment certain things become um, legalistic or abusive, which that can happen anywhere. It happens yeah. more often in charismatic church than other places. But I feel um, like what did Paul say? Like when I was a child, I yeah. dreamed of or what? What is it? I did childish things, mm -hmm. and then as I grew, I had to put away those childish things, and so. I think we're just growing, you know, like I've been in movements that I no longer uh, ascribe myself to. Uh, I've been in those types of churches before that I'm no longer there, but 
it's all part of the journey in my opinion like i've been in a charismatic church i've spoken in tongues i've been i believed a lot of that i believe pre-millennialism and the lord has matured me and grown me to have a better understanding of his word i have a i feel like i have a greater relationship with the lord i have a, a bigger view of god now than i used to and so that has changed so um when i was a child i spoke like a child that's what it was um but yeah i just I don't know. We move from the milk to the meat sometimes. I'm not saying that either side is milk or meat. I'm just saying it's a constant shift. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me catch up. All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and close it out. You got the gospel this week or you want me to do it? Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of touch on what you, right. what you said earlier. All right, guys. So there's 12 of us here today. Um, so grateful that y'all came to enjoy this these these two hours with us. Uh, hopefully, it was uh, fruitful for you as much as it was for me and Drew. Um, as Drew kind of explained earlier, that there, there's this very real sense of God's glory and his and his supremacy over all of creation beyond not just man, right, but supernatural beings and um, he, the smallest atom to the biggest galaxy. He holds it all in his hands. He is in control of it all. And one of the greatest things that he did for mankind and creation is that after the fall of man, all of creation fell, not just man, but all of it, right? There were no hurricanes. There were no volcanoes. There was no destruction or death until man fell. But God had a plan for redemption for mankind. So all of us are sinners and we're in need of a savior. And if you hear, if you feel that, if you, if you, if you're willing to accept that you are flawed, that you are a sinner and you need to be saved and that you want to be saved and that you want to feel true peace where you can just sit back and as, as Drew explained earlier, that just recognize God's glory and that's good enough. Right? That he is who he said he was. Yeah. And so through Christ, his life, death, burial, and resurrection, he made a means at which you can be redeemed to that holy, righteous, wonderful God who knows you by name, who knit you together in your mother's womb. And that's made possible through him. Repent and believe upon the name of Jesus Christ for your salvation, yes. and you will be saved. For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not might, not could, but you will. It's a sure thing. Give your life to him. Let him be king, high priest, and prophet over your life. Give him all dominion over you. Become a slave of Christ. Give him the authority he deserves. Amen. You will be saved. God bless, guys. I agree. All right, guys. Have a great night. We'll see you next week on the Doctrines of Rad podcast. We will have a guest, hopefully, God willing. All right. Take care. Goodbye. And we are.